Hey folks, Banzoogle's websites for musicians by musicians, and right now you can get a great DJ website at a really low price by clicking the link in the description box of this episode. It only takes a few moments to get your site online, so solidify your web presence today with Banzoogle. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and my co-hosts today are the mighty Mo Dingo. What up? My homie, Tony DeSero. Hey. And we have a special guest filling in for Trip Turlington today, mm-hmm. the one, the only, Mr. Matt Freeman. How you doing, hey, man? Hey. Welcome aboard. So we've been talking about bringing you in here for, what, at least a year, probably three two years. years. Three years. I think it's it was when I first came on the show as you started talking about <laughs> him coming on. He's just a busy man. Yeah. And well, and we said, what do you want to talk about? And he said, acid. 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 <laughs> Nothing but acid. Yeah. So that's kind of your thing. Yep. Um, you want to just like briefly tell us a little bit about who you are, or what you like to do, and, and what do you like about Acid House so much? What do I like to do? Um, outside of DJing, uh, I like to design, uh, snowboard, just be outside. Um, when you say design, uh, uh, graphic design, really, um, anything oh. design based. I mean, I want to make sure you don't sell yourself short there because <laughs> you do a lot of great work. Yes, you do. Um, well, thank you. As far as the, you know, a lot of the the flyers that I see around town, um, the t-shirt designs that I've seen you do, you got a yeah, big I've talent. Yeah, I worked man. with uh, three dimensional a lot on basically yeah. all their designs, so that's yeah. fun. Yes, he does, and we get mass compliments on your artwork. Appreciate yep. that. So as far as uh, DJing, uh, describe your sound as a DJ in general. What do you, what kind of stuff do you look for? What do you like to play? What's your, what's your history there? Uh, you know, it's really anything from the Acid House to uh, kind of bouncy Chicago house, um, good minimal techno. So uh, I like to kind of go back and forth. I don't really like to just stay in that one genre because yeah. I feel that you, I like to kind of move the energy of the room around a little bit with just changing it back and forth. So do you, as a DJ, do you generally focus your sets around the acid sound? We're going to get more into what that means here in a bit, but do you generally focus around the acid sound or is that something you just occasionally work in or is that a separate DJ personality? How do you... Probably occasionally work in because it's a it's a definitely a good element to add to the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you had acid line after acid line for an hour, it's, yeah. it would just be like the same, you know, there's no energy change. So it's right. definitely a good element to add to kind of add, you know, a good some height to the to the set or bring it down. You know, it kind of works both ways. So definitely a good element. Well, for sure. I'm going to go ahead and brag on him for a second, because the first time I ever saw you play was at that Cloverdale soft opening. 
and he was he dropped a mad 90 set and i was like okay he, he he's got my attention and then i found out you were you did house and techno and all that stuff i was like okay this dude gets it i appreciate it. Yeah, yeah i mean now yeah because I, I like to do 90 you know with music uh you know i also did a lot of the industrial nights yeah so, I was say you're kind of a multifaceted yeah, dj yeah yeah so. it, yeah people think i'm all over the place man this guy's he's like a He's like an encyclopedia when it comes you, to music um, and his skill He took sets. over Pearl and did the top 40, the dance stuff, yeah, we, too. Yeah, we've so. done that, too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of just all over the place, really. You, you and I did a deep house night for a, a hot minute there at Solar. Yeah, that was chill nice. Chill out night. That oh, was yeah, fun. Oh, yeah, sure. So you're a very versatile, versatile DJ. But what? So your ideal set is kind of around that, like, bouncy Chicago house and acid elements and that just yeah. real energetic stuff, you would say? And I like to kind of add some of the older tracks from like the more of the timeless tracks from the you know 90s mm. uh, with modern tracks because a lot of the younger crowd doesn't even know about those so it's kind of yeah. new to them again and then it they becomes can, fresh again yeah and they can kind of explore those artists so it opens a whole new door up um, for their catalog you could say very cool very cool so. well you've brought some records in did. Actual records. Actual real records. Thing, right? All records. <laughs> so we're going to listen to five or ten tracks today and uh, just kind of explore this this sound that, that came out of this old Roland TB303 baseline machine that was never meant to make these sounds that it accidentally spawned yeah. off yeah. entire genres <laughs> of music and it became, I, I don't know, how... Do you have any clue what the origin of, of Acid House, like, time period-wise, it's... Uh, it's it's old. I mean, it's, it's a, I, I, I want to say, there for a while. yeah, you know, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it really had a name at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It was in the eighties. Yeah, I think, but yeah, I would say early early eighties. Yeah, um, but yeah, Roland comes out with this machine that's meant to simulate a bass player. Yes, and it just happens does to have real this poor job. It does a really <laughs> terrible job of that. Before but, I knew what it was, I called it the rubber band. The rubber band sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to explore these records and see what's the different kind of sounds that 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 kind of comes along with that term acid. What we what we mean there. So if you had to def, like put a term to it, like the thirty second elevator pitch, you know, people hear of house, deep house. When you talk about acid house, how would you sell? It? How would you explain it to them? You know, it's it's so it, it's really hard to describe. I mean, it, you know, it's uh, it's just got that element. You know, that three hundred three, that baseline is mm-hmm. just. Um, it's a signature. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot easier to identify it than it is, it is to, to describe, describe it. I think. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it, it can sound so different when it's house compared to yeah the techno. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of undescribable. It's kind of really. a fair description, actually. <laughs> I, I like uh, Tony's analogy with the rubber band sound, though. That's because it's when so you often stretch the rubber band and you pull it and snap it. Yeah. It's got that twangy. Yeah, because it's it, it so often yeah. has those those sliding notes that we were talking yes. about in the pre-show, Matt, where it yeah. just you go and it just kind of slides up like that. Has that boingy rubber band sound. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good analogy. Um, so yeah, we're going to explore these tracks a little bit, but uh, before we move on, I wanted to remind our listeners, for those of you who missed the end of our last episode, that we are now going to be putting together bonus episodes for those of you who just cannot get enough of the Passionate DJ podcast. So in order to get access to these bonus episodes, you can sign up for our brand new Patreon page, which you can access at patreon.com forward slash passionate DJ. And for those of you who listen to a lot of podcasts or follow YouTubers or anything like that, you're probably already familiar with the Patreon model, but basically 
it's a setup where you can uh, sort of subscribe to send a regular pledge to the Passionate DJ podcast because you like what we do, you like our content. And as a reward for that, we uh, will give you bonuses such as the bonus episode that we'll be releasing every month. So um, basically for uh, less than the price of a Beatport three or four track EP, you'll get a full <laughs> additional hour of the Passionate DJ podcast every month. So, More of what you love and all of what you need. That's right. So uh, hit us up at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and become a patron with us at passionatedj.com. Okay, so, Matt. Yeah, let's listen to some acid. Let's do it. What's your uh, first track that you're bringing in for us today? You know, this was just one of these random <clears throat> found records. One of those I don't even don't even know who it is. Um, you know, one of these old promo only on hookup tunes. Ooh. Oh, and, wow. and that's the thing is, you just find these. They're these, you really got to you got to yeah. dig. Yeah, I mean, so we're starting with a mystery track. Yeah, I like a it. Mystery track here. This is fun. And I feel this has that classic Chicago, Chicago um, acid house sound that, you know, I kind of associate with uh, Terry Mullen. Yeah. Because Terry was definitely uh, one of my, you know, early inspirations on the acid house for sure. So if you listen to the really low, there's a couple of layered bass lines in this track if you listen, but if you listen to the really low ones, you can kind of hear those gliding notes up and down that with the rubber band sound that yep. we were talking about <laughs> but you got to listen a couple layers deep in the bass line to really hear the one i'm talking about that's another thing about acid house is you'll you'll have a lot of bass lines on top of each other you know yes. i like it too because it's very hypnotic it's it has that in that classic trance way. I mean, it yes. doesn't sound like a trance song, but in that way that it just gets you lost in your own head a little bit. Ooh, nice <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is fun, man. It sounds like Roxanne, Roxanne. I was right just there. about to say yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, this reminds me of the the Wee Papa Girls. So is that the only information you have on this track? Is that it says promo only on it? Or do you have, I mean, is there a, a copyright number or a you know release date or label, anything? Mm, not much of anything on this one. It's a dope track. Yeah, so for those that aren't familiar with the promo only concept, and the quote white labels that we talk about sometimes sometimes these companies would just send out records in mass and just to test them out and maybe you got a mail to you directly and they ask you for feedback but you would never know who produced it who wrote it the name of the track and it would just kind of like a grab bag almost and these were so much more rare to find like earlier today dave and i were talking about how the music industry is so different today as it was then because if you weren't at the 
you know, record store at the time this came out. You'd never know about you, it. Yeah. You'd hear so, about it. You, you'd hear it at the club and you'd be like, oh, who is that? And then the DJ would be like, I don't know. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> there's no, you know, SoundCloud and, yeah. or, or whatever, you know, like there, there is now. Do you have like a, a favorite DJ or producer in the, the acid realm? Is, uh, it, is Josh Wink too obvious for, you know, everybody goes to no, no, no. a I mean, higher state of consciousness? Yeah, he's stuff, great, but. you know. Um, and uh, I'd say some of my favorites were or are, you know, the early, early Terry Mullen. Okay. Um, I liked a lot of the Mike Dearborn stuff that came out on DJX. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if many people remember uh, DJ Bag of Donuts. <laughs> you know, but he was, he played, you know, a lot of acid techno. And um, so DJ wise, he was, he was on point with the acid for sure. Nice. So uh, track two is a 45. It is. And it's a, it's an old Mike Inc. gym. And uh, I'd say this is probably my most, you know, I would probably never sell this if I sold every one of my records. It'll, yeah. it'll never leave my possession. So do we have track title? I think... This one isn't isn't on the record, but I think this might be called Playtex. Okay. So, <laughs> and we're bringing up stuff from your crate that's from approximately when would you say is that year? What year? Yeah. Oh, this is mid '90s, easy. Okay. Now the cool thing about this track is you can it. It's very obvious what the acid sound is if you're not oh, familiar yeah. with it. It's the main thing you hear in this right now. Very prominent. And, you know, back then, back in the day, you would, you know, be train spotting the DJs. And, yeah. you know, Terry Mullen was the first person I heard to play this one. So I definitely had to do my homework to track that down back in the day. And there's a... Uh, Part of what makes that acid sound is the the resonance of the the 303, like we said, and it's that really. Even though it's a bass line, it's really squelchy, and there's a lot of high frequencies in it, and it just gives it this grit that it's certain notes you just it's just you just hear it, and you're like, how is yeah. that even a sound? <laughs> it's very unique. And that cadence stays real consistent. How you say it's almost hypnotic. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. Oh wow, I like this a lot. Yeah. I like it too because you know uh, part of what's uh, that hypnotic sound. It's 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 rep repetition. You know what I mean? And it's easier to get lost in. Yeah. That repetition. Like that repetition is is core to what this kind of music is trying to do. And I have this uh, this next record that is very similar to these lines. Okay. Um, came out about the same time, and this was uh, actually on AFU, which was Thomas Heckman's label. And if I'm correct, I think this was actually Ian Pooley. You know, the, the cool thing about that last song is how much we recognized the changes. Yeah. But your average Joe, no way. <laughs> So I'm looking at a record that is just entirely opaque yellow wax. No label, no nothing written on it. These are the gems I always like to discover because I have no idea what, what it's going to be, you know? Yep, and these are the ones that, you know, you just had to be at the right place at the right time. 
back in the day to, to find them. Yeah. Um, I guess there's really no comparable type of behavior in today's industry because if you could just imagine Beatport only releasing a track for like three hours, and then if you don't, if you aren't logged in on those three hours, you're never going to get it. I mean, that would just be that would be like, a good be, idea, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's like getting the newest pair of Jordans. Yeah, exactly. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> So one thing I'm noticing, the these can't be north of what one one twenty five BPM, something yeah, like that. Yeah, so most of the asset house I have is a little slower, but I definitely. Well, that's pitch more it up. up my alley. That's, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's why I asked because when when I've heard you play stuff similar to this in the past, it's it's usually closer to the one thirty end yeah. of of the one twenties. Yeah. And so I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is more my speed. What's what's happening here? So that explains it. So you do usually pitch up a little bit when you play this, this kind of stuff? So now you'll have to throw more Acid House into yeah. your uh, Deep House. Sets. Yeah, I'm going to borrow all these records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, uh, that's one thing about your sets, though, that I've always noticed is everybody that knows you and knows that you play Acid, you don't hear it until like midway or th almost three quarters of the way through the set and then when you bring it in every you just hear the whole room start yeah. to go yeah. crazy because you don't punch people in the yeah. face with it as soon yeah. as you yeah. walk in yeah and i i do i just love when that younger crowd you can kind of see them you know the reaction they're like whoa yeah what is this yeah and then because me and my son did security for you at that uh last joint you did the uh annual reunion show for what was the name of the club the asylum via the asylum and uh I was noticing like what you were playing and all of a sudden you would just sort of throw some acid house like in the middle of it and I'd be like, huh, these kids have no idea what it is, but they're loving it. They and don't then, know why. Yeah. And then you slide back out and, you know, play some like big room stuff. Or and whatever. that's why it's a good element yeah. to just throw in every now and then. And, you know, it's fun. You, you're kind of thrown off a little bit. What, what, what was that? Yeah. Um, can, can we talk about the asylum for, for just a minute? Cause I, that was another big deal here locally that huge. I, I wasn't really, I was too young. I just, I never really experienced that, but all of my friends did. So I, I get all the stories vicariously and we had, uh, Tommy on the show who recorded the, the bedrock version of what we're doing right now. And, uh, he always looks back and talks about the asylum days and the, the the booth the dj the boat the big speedboat the yeah. speedboat booth and, and, and all the, the naked thing. mannequins hanging out yeah do, can you just kind of take us back there for a minute uh, take us to the time period describe what the club was about and what was so special about those nights you know it was just the right time you know the right everything was just perfect um the music you know you could you could hear nine inch nails and then some techno and then uh notorious big and beastie boys and <laughs> yeah bjork i mean it was all over the place and, and it was okay everybody yeah. yeah you'd even hear disco i mean it was just a little bit of everything um and i, I just like how everybody was so open to all the genres and we're, we're talking end of 90s early 2000s is yeah because right? i think i kind of got in there about 95 ish okay so you know, I was barely 20. Um, but yeah, it was just the crowd, uh, the energy of the room. You know, these were, we'd have nights where there'd be 2,000 people in there. Um, oh. You'd And it would be almost every night of the week. You know, you had your 80s night. You had um, your more techno-industrial night. Um, I think at one time we even did a swing night. 
So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the, especially the eighties night, uh, if you weren't there by 10, you weren't getting in. Yeah. You just, you were in, and there was a double line. There was one out the back and you know, one coming in the front and you're just stuck in line, but it was just, it was such a good energy. Um, you know, it was just that prime time of club life that yeah. I think a lot of us in, you know, late thirties, early forties, just kind of miss. Yeah. Cause you yeah. never think that's going to go out of well, I was, style. I was just going to say, like, it seemed like, it seems like all of my, my older raver friends locally all went to the asylum. So it's like it, the impression that I got that was, it was like either I'm going to somebody's house or a dirty warehouse or I'm going to the asylum. Yeah. It's like the, the, the club for, for us too, you know, it's, it's the impression I got. I mean, it, it seemed very inclusive, you know, just there's so many different types of nights and types of people that went there and styles of shows that went on. And it, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and like when you do the reunion show, you know, my son, he's, he's, he's just barely in college. So he's obviously wasn't around during this time. And there was a couple tracks. I think he dropped a prodigy track. And then my son came over and he was like, did you ever play this song when you, when I was little? Cause I used to, you know, play in the house when he was an infant. And I was like, yeah, I was like, he's like, cause I remember this song. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> that was like, so like, it made my heart swell. Like to know that, you know, in the back of his brain, he still remembers these tracks from when he could barely walk. You know, and then he was commenting on like how interesting it was. Like the crowd was so diverse. Like you had people like that were like, you know, in, in just in full leather, then you had people just dressed in like casual, like contemporary clothing. And you had people like wearing lingerie and all kinds of crazy stuff. And he, the thing that he said that he, that I really appreciated the most, he's like, it seemed like it would be a really cool place to go because everybody was accepted. So oh, for him totally. to have never been there, but to just witness that show to me, that was like, I spoke volumes about what that place probably was like in its heyday. And to see the same people, yeah, you know, that long after the prime of a club, you know, you're you're kind of focusing on the same music uh so you don't really add anything new because you want to play to Mm. that era uh but you have the same people in front of you that you did 20 years ago yeah so you know i definitely appreciate that because we might not have that in a few years you know everyone's going to start getting older they're you know they could lose interest they're going to people are getting married having kids they have other things to do yeah harder for them to go out but um yeah, it's definitely, you know, kind of a mind trip to see, you know, that whole... That Clashing whole, of cultures, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. And, and we're to the point where some of these people are going out and their kids are with them. Right. I mean, their <laughs> right. kids are well, yeah, age, look at me, you know. Because yeah. yeah. if I would have lived here during that time frame, I definitely would have been going to this club, so... Those yeah, kids I, are working the shows. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> cool. All right, do you have uh, another track for us? So this is from probably one of my favorite all-time producers Paul Birkin and I can't even be 100% that this was necessarily made with a 303 but it's so close um, and this was a, a Surf and Superior double pack that he put out on um, Communique probably late 90s okay. so um, I mean this is just a banger when it came out okay I got that big distorted kick from kind of the hard house era yes that's that rave shit right there (laughs) (laughs) warehouse totally dirty ass warehouse right there yeah this this guy's just a madman um so creative 
yeah, I went to his house, to his studio in Minneapolis. Um, we put out an album, probably 98, and uh, that guy stayed up for three days, no sleep, you know. He just doesn't stop. He's just a machine. <laughs> This is more the, the energy level that I was expecting. Yeah, it's a yeah. little bit faster, a little bit harder. Yep. There it is. Yep, sneaking in in the background. Sounds like this record might have been played a couple of times. It, it, many times, many times. <laughs> in a dirty warehouse. Yeah, yeah. In a dirty warehouse. <laughs> Still got a little bit of dirty warehouse on it. I could see this one like maybe around three o'clock in the morning. You know, when people are starting to fade away and you just kick this in. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you thought it was over. <laughs> Some of Tommy's old records that I've got up there on the shelf would probably be compatible with this. Some of them get a little too crazy, but uh, a little more hard trance starts sneaking in rather than techno. Yeah, none of these, you, none of you can see us right now, but we're all sort of bouncing our heads. Yeah. <laughs> we're having a little personal raves. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of raves, you hear Jinko's going out of business finally? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I did. A moment of silence right there for me. <laughs> I've never worn them. <laughs> Not all of them were like super flared out because the kind I had were just like straight leg. I couldn't do the full elephant bells. Well, when I was dating my my now ex-wife uh, years and years ago, she was she was more of a, a goth type when yeah. we were teenagers. So that was my introduction to Jinko's. Yeah. Back when you had your long hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Long hair. Don't long care. Hair, don't care. Here comes the drop. That's cool, man. Bringing us right to the rave. I like it. Mm -hmm. So subtle, but so defined. Yeah. I'm just seeing myself in that dirty ass warehouse, like sweating <laughs> like crazy at this point, oh, yeah. you know? Is there any more orange juice? This definitely brings back some memories. <laughs> and it has that rebellious techno mm. sound. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. that, like we're going to take a bunch of pieces of hardware and we're going to figure out how it makes music and we're going to, and, and it's going to be raw and, and you're going to gonna dance and sweat. And it just, this has that sound, you know? Yeah. All his releases are just so raw in your face. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I dig it. He's, Is he still doing stuff? Yeah. Is he? Oh, yeah. And I, I tried to stay away from more of the, we'll say like the gems of, or like uh, more anthems yeah. of mm -hmm. acid. But um, I did bring, this is an old uh, Damon Wilde and Tim Taylor. And some people might know this, the uh, Bang the Acid on Missile. So this is more definitely on the techno lines. Oh yeah, we're picking up the tempo now. 
Now this shows another kind of sound that you can get out of the 303 when you add a little bit of a reverb and delay to it. It sounds spacey. Mm. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a yeah. good adjective. Yeah. Matt, when you DJ now, what's your what's your setup? Um, I I like to use Serato still. I do like to use Tractor um, or just CDJs. You know, it kind of depends. If I am doing a set that is more eclectic and I need to have more music, I'll probably do Tractor. Um, okay. You know, three dimensional event coming out playing. You know, doing an hour set, um, I like to do more just the CDJs and keep it as true yeah. as you can. So you'll play on pretty much anything, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. If I could still play on turntables, that would be, I think, what we would all prefer if you have before. Well, I was going to ask, what's your ideal? If, if money were no option or, or anything, no other... You know, all things being equal, what would you... Definitely turntables. And if money's not an issue, and then I can hire someone to carry all my records around, so, you know, we're good. Save your back. Yeah. I mean, you're a big dude, so... <laughs> I'm good for that. Here you go. When I first met Dave, and I was trying to pit myself to get on the show, I was like, hey, I got a big-ass truck, and I can lift shit. I was like, so whatever you need, man, I got you. And today, guess what you did? Brought yeah. a bunch of stuff I over to record with. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that little breakdown where you had a chance to catch your breath, you know, give out some hugs. Just for a minute. Yeah. Yep. Time's over, kids. <laughs> Get back at it. Man, this kind of stuff wears me out, though. Like, if we're, if it, this was what was at the party, yeah. I'd be like, this is amazing! For, like, five minutes, they'd be like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. I need a bottle of water. And they just start adding those layers slowly, one on top of each other. It's so layered, but so simple. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they, they kind of sneak it up on you. They're not trying to impress you or anything like that. They're just and There's building. a patience about it. Yeah. yeah. I think patience, that's a really good word. But back then, we didn't we didn't appreciate that, you know. It was just a yeah. dope-ass track. But then now, you know, 20 years later, listening to it, you're like, damn, these guys were very precise. More into it than you thought at the time. Yeah. Well, now we sit here and slice them open and... Yeah, dissect it. <laughs> dissect it, yeah. And they didn't have near the computer processing power that we have today, you know. So for them to do this kind of stuff back then makes it even more impressive. You know, I was just going to comment on that. Like, the most music production today is done in software you know mm -hmm. editing and and synths and all that kind of stuff and they've gotten so good that there's no reason not to but 
you know, I find it hard to distinguish a software synth and a hardware synth anymore. But then I listen to a track like this. I'm like, how is that not hardware? That's not that's a pile of machines yeah. making that music. Yeah. And, you know, with, we were talking of Paul Birkin. And you go to his studio and it's like all hardware. Yeah. 100 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his his bill is every yeah. month for his utilities, but it's insane. All right, I want to ask you about your next record, but before we do that, I want to take a minute to thank our new sponsor of the Passionate DJ Podcast, which is Bandzoogle. Now, they make it easy to build a stunning new website in just minutes. You can choose from hundreds of mobile-friendly themes, and we just talked about this a couple weeks ago, about how important the mobile-friendly thing is um, as far as uh, it relates to Passionate DJ's own traffic. We are primarily visited through mobile phones now. So uh, all their themes right out of the box are mobile-friendly, and they let you customize your design and your content in just a few clicks. Now, the built-in features include tools to sell your music and your merch without any uh, commission taken out. You get mailing list tools so you can grow your fan list and send out newsletters. You get integrations to pull in content from online services that you use already, such as Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud. And you get live support seven days a week. Now, it's really important to maintain a strong online presence as a DJ in 2018. So we're excited to be teaming up with Banzoogle because we are able to provide you with a 15% discount off of their already low prices. So just use the link in the show notes to this episode or go to bandzoogle.com. That's B-A-N-D-Z-O-O-G-L-E.com and use the coupon code PASSION. Banzoogle, website built for musicians by musicians. All right. Now, Tony, while I was doing that ad read, just looked up Paul Birkin Studio, and holy moly, it is just a whole room full of knobs and sliders <laughs> and keys. But wow. you, that, that sound, though, that you get from all those analog or you know physical pieces of equipment versus software, it's just so can't really make up for it. Even Matt brought him to... Um was it Vex or Pearl at the time when you brought uh, in? Pearl. Yeah, it was still Pearl did a show there. And, I mean, here's a picture kind of That similar. was a setup at the show? Even when yeah. he plays at shows, wow. he plays by like 30 pieces. That was like a fire hazard. Yeah, speaking, speaking spells, Nintendos. Will you do me a favor and <laughs> save that image and yeah, send absolutely. it to me? We'll uh-huh. put it in the show notes. Yeah. Now, this guy is serious. Yeah, they need to see that. That's crazy. All right, Matt, what do you got for us on the next track here? So this is um, an old Armando track. Uh, it's Land of Confusion, but this is... Did you say Armada? Arma- um, <clears throat> Armando. Ar- oh, okay. Got and um, it's the Land of Confusion, but it's the vocal remix. So I think okay. most people have probably heard just the non-vocal. So okay. this is this is kind of a... It's a kind of a cool little gem to have found. Cool. I love that percussion, that subtle percussion in the background that you got to listen for.
So subtle, just—it's so weird. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> that voice reminded me that we could make sandwiches. That <laughs> 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 Detroit Grand Poobahs yeah, Detroit or whatever. Grand Poobahs, yep. And the cool thing about this sound too—that those acid lines—is they sound—they sound really cool basically no matter what you do with them. I mean, there's, there is acid that sounds bad, but like you can get so experimental with it because if it's out of key, it just sounds cool. Like there's something about the squelchy nature of it that it's like you can do things that you couldn't do with a piano sound or something like that, you know? So it becomes a lot more about sound design and knob twiddling and, and stuff than it does about keys, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I wonder how much of this was actually done by mistake. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. This is cool because you're covering a lot of ground here. That you know, this is a lot more minimalistic compared to the last track or two. Yeah, and I got a couple ones that are kind of more smooth. Uh, it's actually another Ar Armando track. Armando track, a trans transsexual dark side mixes. Pretty good little jam. And this was on um, Radical Fear. Go ahead and throw this on for you. Sure. There you go. So that, that you really get a taste of that resonance. It just, it makes it sound wet, maybe? You know, it's just yeah gritty. cool i think not only the producers were patient but as a fan of acid you had to be patient too yeah or you at know? least a fan of this style of techno yeah i mean in general even if it didn't have that particular style of bass line in it 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 definitely takes a certain type of listener listener yeah <laughs> patient yeah While you're crate digging over there looking for your next track, um, start thinking about maybe if you could describe a uh, maybe like the best gig you ever had or like a cool party moment, something like that. You know, the first one that comes off uh, comes to my mind because I'm looking at the poster right now right in front of me was uh, closing the Sasha show mm. for Mr. Tony's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the energy in the room that night was just perfect i mean you yeah. couldn't you couldn't ask for a better you know crowd and um it was just perfect so yeah. i'd say that was that's probably up there we've um, talked that show up quite a bit on this mm -hmm. show yeah that was a good show <laughs> it was so Thank it you. was so good yeah. it was you know, a lot of fun back in the day type shows was probably i don't know if you remember the the scarab guys out in indy hmm. um 
they had some pretty big shows, and I think they had a Kroger filled with about 5,000 people. A Kroger? So, yeah, so that was... Uh, that was, was it an old Kroger? Were there still groceries in it? No, no groceries. Okay. <laughs> but it was a Kroger. And, uh, it was just walls and walls of orange yeah. juice. <laughs> so very intimidating walking on a stage when you're that young and there's 5,000 people you're like whoa and you gotta make these asses shake yeah I've never played for 5,000 people it was that's gotta be intimidating yes I say those those are probably my top two you know I mean nice totally different vibes but uh they were both done so well. We so. just recently did a, an episode called Bad Gig Stories. Do you have any you have any ones that, that didn't go so well? <laughs> I, I do, actually. Uh, <laughs> you don't say. the first one, please. <laughs> uh, the worst one ever yes. was when I adopted the name Spin Boy. Um, there was, we kind of did an after, after party down at a warehouse downtown. Um, and there was a couple of people that decided to rob us. So I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. But yeah, I mean that's pretty. Wow, funny. <laughs> getting so, straight up robbed. Yeah, that oh, qualifies yeah. as a bad gig. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, they were there earlier and came back. Okay. And I mean, they brought their guns. Uh, had they knew it was dark, uh, had flashlights tied to the guns, and I'm just you know I'm DJing. I hear some gunshots going off, and I'm like, you just don't expect that. You know, you're yeah. like, who even knows we're here? And before you know it, I have a flashlight in my face, and I'm like, yeah, that's got a gun on it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll do it, whatever yeah, what you need do you me need? to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, Not what we do. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, that, was, that didn't go so well. No one, I mean, nobody got shot, thankfully, yeah. but that was probably about as bad as it can get so yeah yeah that's for, for everybody that doesn't know your name was spin boy before you w went with matt freeman yeah because that yeah because that, the guy with the gun was like give me your money spin boy and i'm like <laughs> okay okie dokie here we go yeah. yikes so yeah that kind of stuck for a while and you know a, a lot yeah. of the old asylum crowd knew that it happened so i'll see some of those those guys out every now and then they're like what's up spin boy i never knew that about yeah. that name so that's, that's crazy. where it came from yeah <laughs> earned it absolutely all right what do you got next for us buddy let's see here let's uh let's do another uh more acid techno cool so this one is uh dj randy this has some nice little builds in it oh yeah this is kind of what Trance started going towards. Yeah. So back I was saying then. this is more trancey. Yeah. On the side. This is definitely probably the probably the hardest one I have. Um, and yeah, I, I would I would agree with you guys. It's more of the acid trance sound. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can hear it even in the they would distort the the three hundred three, and it, it just sounds crunchy. A lot of a lot of um, platypus. Yeah. This is what that sound reminds me of. Union Jack did a lot of yeah, this. Yes. Yep cockroach even as recently as a few years ago they did they were still making stuff like that yeah i haven't listened to any of their stuff recently yeah love. I, love, I love this stuff <laughs> yeah. <I> love <laughs> and and musically there's not much happening there i mean there's but it's, one one key 
in two different octaves I hear in the bass line. Dun, 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 dun. And percussion, but yep. it's just... But it's more aggressive. Yeah. Mm, yeah there, there we are. You go. Speak my language now, man. <laughs> it sounds like it could have been a like binary, finary yeah. track. This right here, this is the kind of stuff that got me into the sound Ditto. overall. This kind of stuff's really fun to mix still, if you can bring yourself to do it too. Like, bring all, all that like kind of trancey side into it. If you've got the music for it, it's just so fun because it's so uh, what's layery. The Flying Rhino. Like mm. Flying Rhino was a label back then, uh, late 90s. 85% of their stuff was this. Yeah. Was, mm. I always loved the synth work and stuff like this and the, the stereo separation, you know. I'm so glad you brought something like this in. I wasn't expecting mm -hmm. it. This is cool. Yeah, these were, you know, records like this were always fun to play, you know, like in a club like the Asylum, just because yeah. all that energy and the builds and, you know, it just works so well together. I love it because this, it's not hard to find, it's not hard to find like 16 bars of music that sounds like this, but it's hard to find a whole track that keeps it reined in a little bit. You know what I mean? Because like it's so tempting to take that kind of trancey sound and then just like ejaculate off of the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the breakdown. You know what I mean? And like just bring in the unicorns and rainbows and stuff. And and this doesn't do it. It gives you that build. It gives you that release. But it it still sounds like this just trippy dark song. Love it, man. Nice choice. Thank you. What do you listen to at home, Matt, besides, uh, you know, the dance music stuff? What else are you into? You know, I'm all over the place with, with music, and it's, it, it kind of depends what I'm doing. Um, honestly, I probably listen to Pesh Mode every single day. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Okay I with that answer. I, I don't know why it, yeah. I, this is done so well. I don't get sick of it. Um, I find myself listening to a lot of Massive Attack. Mm. Um, you know, but I'll listen to some, um, I'm trying to think what else I have on my Spotify, you know, because I'm at work a lot and uh, just whatever gets you through the day, really. Um, some days it'll be more mellow stuff, uh, some trip hop, um, a little bit of hip hop, more yeah. in the 90s, you know, yeah. Tribe Called Quest type stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm don't I'm discriminate open. too much. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, no country. So yeah, I guess I do yeah. discriminate a little bit. Kind of not my thing, but yeah. uh, I appreciate it. You know, if it's if it's done well. But um, yeah, I mean, this whatever. I mean, cool. Don't don't it, limit yourself. You know, it, it's funny because you play so many types of music as a DJ as well. But but I don't think of you as an open format DJ either. Like you, it's like you have. 
it trips kind of this way too. You just you have like four or five like very distinct DJ personalities, and you just kind of know based on what event you're going to, the what general to the yeah. general vibe of what to expect. But it's it, it's cool because you have these like niched down places that you've just really that you're really good at. You know, like the the goth type nights that you played, and, and either the asylum re- reunions or you know other shows that that have followed that um, to the deep house lounge shows that we did to the the big heavy techno stuff and it's just it's cool to see because you don't it's not that you mix between those styles in the same set but you just have a mastery of those styles individually i guess and i think that's what keeps it fun and interesting because uh you could have four different shows you're going to be doing but you're going to have totally different crowds and settings moods you know, yeah. just like basically everything you just said with the like Solar, totally different than, you know, a goth night yeah. or an industrial <laughs> night, whatever you want to say. Yeah. You know, um, the energy is different. Yeah. So it, it's nice to have just different levels of energy. Just that yeah. I, I like, you know, my mind kind of is always all over the place. So I think that kind of helps this being able to do, you know, this, this, this yeah. and this and totally different, even though they're, they're the same, but totally different Make, makes you a well-rounded spin boy there you go <laughs> <laughs> what you got next for us um this is actually newer and this was um a jerome hill release and i think this is on balkan um ordered this online they do 303 um pressings of each one they put out so and he's he's pretty solid this is number 251 251 mm. This is kind of what I think of when I think of acid. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah, this guy's super solid, you know, acid producer, everything he puts out. I mean, it's like I see him put something else out, you just buy it. Yeah. So. Just sight unseen. Yeah. Because you know it's going to rock. Yep. Yeah. hard not to just let all these tracks play out because it's it's kind of the point of this music is to listen to the layers just introduce themselves slowly over time and kind of drag you in and you definitely have to have the patience yeah. and you can't really mix in and out mm. you know super fast i mean you just gotta let it do its thing i like that little percussive hit kind of like in the middle there that the woodblock kind of Like it was almost added in as an afterthought. Like we need some filler. Yeah. <laughs> Rim shot, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, every last one of us are just nodding our heads back and <laughs> forth, yeah, side to side. Matt, another thing I know about you while we're kind of listening to this is that you're, you always seem like you're really big into Halloween. 
can you oh, absolutely uh, maybe describe like uh some of the stuff you've cool stuff you've done for halloween and uh, the parties you've thrown and played and you have a favorite halloween party or story uh yeah i mean you know i, I think god it's got to be five years ago now um uh, we did a, the big a big halloween party at uh sea space which is no longer around but you know I think there was about 250 people, um, and it just felt like a, a genuine Halloween party, you know, like mm-hmm. this, you know, we, we went all, I remember the one, went I, all out I the that. decor, yeah, and, um, it's just, it's nice to see people go out for something like that and put time into the costumes and, um, you know, if I could do something like that every year, totally would, uh. Because I've been to some of the, your parties, and you always have these big props, and yeah. I mean, you go all all in for it and make it make it an experience, just like that's if you're, my holiday. Yeah, if, if you're <laughs> you're like the three dimensional of Halloween, like yeah. <laughs> Halloween parties. You know, and, and three dimensional has done yikes for what is it? How many years now? Was it four? Uh, five? Five. So, you know, those those parties were were always a blast. Yeah. And, so I actually got a Yikes poster over there in the corner. Yeah. From Yikes 2, I think. Justin Martin. Or was it Christian Martin? No, Justin, Justin was two. Christian. I was at a uh, Rockstar. Yeah, Rockstar. Yeah. Arena. Yep. Mm. I think you're going to help a lot of people, Matt, kind of clearing up some of these lines when they hear acid, because I think oftentimes they don't understand, or not, not, not necessarily don't understand, they don't know how to categorize what they're listening to. Yeah. You know, and I think you Oops. putting some of those parameters around some of the sounds and some of the the structure that you affiliate with the acid house, I think is going to really be beneficial to a lot of our listeners. And I'd yeah, love I mean, to you, see more people, you know, pick it up, you know, and explore and just kind of look at the you know, just do their homework on some of the old producers. And I mean, there's so much stuff out there and it's pretty much timeless. I mean, I've, I think every set I do, I throw two to three of these tracks in that are 20 years old Mm -hmm. and nobody even thinks about it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. We got to do a hyperactive track. Chicago man, he's a beast. What was the name of this track? I think this one is Clip. Clip. And this is on Contact Records. DJ Hyperactive presents Chicago Beat Freaks. Written around the circumference of the label. I'm trying to read it as it goes by. That's pretty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) 
when's the next big show that you're going to be playing some of this stuff, man? I haven't heard you play a good old hard ass in that in a while. Somebody booked me. <laughs> <laughs> I told we you we could have skipped recording today and just gone straight to the tracks. Totally. We need another three-dimensional show. <laughs> They're maybe, on their way. Maybe we can do a boiler room. Yeah. Acid house boiler room. Go. I'm sure G-Money will want to help uh, do remote yeah. in for that one. Yeah, I was going to say one of our ambassadors, uh, G-Money, he has a show called This Is Acid. He's... Nice. We, we've been talking up the show like, oh, we, we got one for you. Don't worry. And David was actually on the show about three weeks ago. Yeah, I played his uh, one year anniversary yeah. podcast. That's the kind of thing that I really like about really hypnotic, repetitive music. I mean, something like that happens, you really pay attention to it. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, whoa, what was that? If it's just making that sound the whole time, you wouldn't really give a shit. Yeah. Anticipation of waiting for the drop. You're like, what's he gonna do? And that's acid right there. There it is. <laughs> if you were confused, there it is. <laughs> yeah. you're the light guy working one of these shows man you're getting your money's worth (laughs) you're earning your check that night absolutely it's good stuff man all right mr freeman well thanks so much for joining us on the show do you have uh something that you want to send us out with here on the outro yeah this was um on djx and uh it's by phase force and it's a this is nice little subtle acid track Cool. Well, we thank you for being here, man. It's been uh, it's been way too long, and we'd we'd love to have you back. Oh, I appreciate it. Have me back anytime, please. All Talk right. some more acid. Yeah, very educational today. And what? I'm sorry. What was the track title on this? Do you know? Compilation, I believe. Okay, and by whom? Phase Force. Phase Phase Force. Phase. Yeah. Phase. P H A S E. Phase Force. Got yes. it. Okay. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget that we have a uh, new Facebook group for you to join now. So if you want to be part of the Passionate DJ community, just go to passionatedj.com forward slash community and uh, join us in the group. We've been having a lot of fun in there. It's been really interactive and it's been uh, been really great to get to know you guys. So don't miss it. Thank you for joining us, Matt. And this yeah, thanks has a been, lot, bro. Thank you. Great. This has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. Take care.
Hello. Turn everybody back on here. Yeah, does it still sound noisy? Mm-hmm. Check, check, check. Check, check. That's check, better. Yeah, that's check, much check. better. Sweet. Hello. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Peter. Peter Yankinitis. Here, I'll even back <laughs> up a little bit so that I'm not so echoey. Turn my <coughs> antenna off. Turn my cellular device down. Yo. Streaming or recording or what is it? No, it's just a camera. Okay. We good? We recording? Yes. Sweet.